0: Why did Tyron Lue get fired? Are they trying to tank in Cleveland? What is isn't working with the Cavs? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, coach Nick here and welcome to the Bball Breakdown Podcast Emergency Pod. Uh, to talk about the Tyron Lue firing by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And no one better to bring on the show than, friend of the breakdown, Joe Varden, who is a senior NBA writer for The Athletic. Joe, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be here. Well, I can imagine that you are breathless trying to cover this story. Was there ever an indication until today, or before today, that this might happen and Tyron Lue would get fired?
1: Well... Nobody ever came out and said it, but I I mean, the lines were pretty well drawn in the sand last week when, uh, before they play the Hawks, uh, Ty and Kobe, at at Kobe Altman's direction, sit down three of their their longest tenured veterans and say, listen, we're going young. Um, They go out that night or the next night against the Hawks in the home opener and get drilled, Uh, and the next day, Ty shows up at practice and says, you know what? We're going back to the veterans. Um, he didn't ask for Kobe's permission to do that. And uh, and so he kind of put everything on the line right there. Um, he, he's like, I'm, I'm going to play who I want to play. I'm going to do it my way. Um, it didn't work. They went 0-3 during that stretch. Uh, and so there you have it. I mean, if you're going to lose and the coach isn't going to be on the same page as the general manager, that's just a, that's a recipe for disaster.
0: Well, talk about that Atlanta Hawks game when they did go young, uh, w- w- according to Altman's uh, direction. What went wrong so poorly in that game? Yeah, so they were beaten 133
1: to 111. Uh, the Hawks hit a team record 22 threes. Trae young went for, I think, 35, if I remember. Um, but but the Cavs were ahead by as many as 15 in that game. And basically, with at the six-minute mark... Uh, Colin Sexton comes off the bench for George Hill. Now, Colin coming in out, off the bench to play, there's nothing wrong with that, and the veterans love him, and you know, they want him to succeed, and it's fine. But coming in when he did was kind of the first signifier to the players that things were different, um, that they were going younger and going to give more minutes to the younger guys. Um, word hadn't exactly spread by tip-off to the entire team that 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 Kyle Corver and J.R. Smith and Channing Frye had been told they would would in fact no longer be playing uh, because the team was going young. So that that had kind of begun to spill out uh, across the bench as the game started, and then you see Sexton go out there and um, just kind of like all their you know their inner strength just was kind of zapped, and they just they played with no spirit that night, uh, and, and you can see it.
0: Wow. So um, I guess is the implication here that um, they didn't fire him right after that or after the game that Tyron Lee went back to the way he wanted to play his players. So is that implication that Altman was willing to say, "Okay, let's see how this goes. And his patience was only as long as two games or three games.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs)
0: like when you when you step back, though,
1: and you look at um, the totality uh, of it all. Certainly this season, I mean, Ty and Kobe had been clashing um, since the start of training camp, if not before it, about who should be playing and how much each guy should be playing. So this was an ongoing struggle. Um, and if you even go back to last year, uh, a year that ended in the finals, by the way, mm-hmm. um, there was some clashes over who should be playing and when. And, you know, from, from Kobe's perspective, there was some frustration that the Cavs were so consistently poor on defense and and also a little bit of frustration that um, the way Ty managed the roster when Derek Rose was here and Jay Crowder and Dwayne Wade and Isaiah Thomas and and all those guys. And uh, so the frustrations were already there Um, and they start to percolate again this year, Um, but they kind of agree to get along and then Ty shows up, like I said, and just says, you know what? I'm not doing it your way anymore. And that kind of amplifies everything. Um, so now, you know, they lose two more times. They come back home. Uh, the Pacers just pound them in the second half, just beat them like a drum. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're looking at three embarrassing losses at home. They had lost by a combined 50 points. Um, and you could see it. You could see how oh, this just this wasn't gonna this wasn't gonna work. And that's we're talking about this not working with the only coach in franchise history who's won a championship. So. It's complex. It's emotional. Um, you know, <laughs> that uh, the, there should be forever indebted to tie. But at the same time, you you can see it that kind of neither side was really into working with the other here.
0: Sure. Well, let me ask you this. When you said that they wanted to go young or they're interested in going young, does that not equate to tanking?
1: Right. And that was the thing, Nick, that, that that's the problem with um, what happened a week ago is uh is is that this message as it was delivered is sort of like uh you know tantamount to tanking especially in the veterans eyes and especially when they were told to a man by kobe altman this summer that that this would not be the case that they would play to win they would play most of the veterans um and that they would try to maintain the culture that had been built on their backs, and yes, of course, built around LeBron, no doubt about it. But those were the other guys who were here throughout it all. I mean, Kevin Love, yeah, he, they just handed him 120 million extra dollars. I get it, but he probably could have commanded a large sum uh, on the free agent market next summer, and and certainly the Cavs would have lost them. Uh, for nothing um, had he walked. And, uh, and, and so the one thing he needed to know to stay here and take their extension was what are we doing this year? And the answer was we are not tanking. Um, so then this happens last week, and that, that, is just, that was uh, just kind of uh, against what they had been told. And it was, it, it, you know, it, it, it was, a, I don't want to say a, a soul crusher, that's a little bit uh, dramatic, but but it didn't sit well.
0: I mean, is there any way to defend the action of wanting to go young and sit Corver and those guys and still be really competitive? No, I don't think so. Um,
1: I, I don't think that I don't think that uh, that they could compete um, playing almost exclusively the young players that they have. I mean, you just watch Colin Sexton; he's just not ready. Um, he's not ready for that. Uh, and he's in, he's doing some good things, uh, in, in some of these games, he was really pretty good, uh, in Detroit the other night. So that's great. But I mean, he's better when he's protected and, um, to make matters worse, Nick, by the way, um, the last two games of Tyron lose tenure, Kevin Love didn't play. Yeah. Um, and so once they went really old with Channing, but last night they played Sam Decker, who's 25. Um, and it just didn't work out anyway So you know they, I think Ke- Kevin Love is the one who said it um, He said it in my report last week That kind of detailed that all this stuff had happened He said that the way You develop these young guys Is to play the veterans um, So that way there's not pressure on them They learn by watching us And, and so I, I, I tend to agree with that But the flip side is The, the veterans had to play better too um, And Jr. struggled Uh, in his three, three games, um, since Ty made that move and Corver didn't give him much last night. He was really good in Detroit, but it just, it didn't happen between those guys and and Kevin not playing and, and you, you do it. If you look at these six games, um, they really haven't been close. I mean, they haven't been within a possession, uh, in the second half of any game, um, and, and so, I, I like, you know, they, some of the players and Ty have been talking about how they're close, but I, they really aren't. Um, and so if they come out on whenever it is, Tuesday, I think, and, and play um, the Hawks and, and beat them, I mean, that would be a dramatic change from what we've seen so far this year.
0: Another dramatic change you could see in your own life is an easy way to invest in the stock market and cryptocurrencies, which is why I want to tell you about Robin Hood, an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. I've been using their app, and it's really intuitive and easy to understand, with tons of good information to help you make decisions on what to invest in. In just four taps, you can make a trade without a charge, unlike other brokerages that could charge you $10 per trade, so you can keep all of your profits. If you're not that familiar with the market, and trust me, I'm a novice, you can easily get started with Robinhood. And best of all, wait for it, Robinhood is giving away a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at breakdown.robinhood.com so you can start now. That's breakdown.robinhood.com. There's the timing, people seem to be really upset about the timing because either they could have just got rid of them before the season started or... Uh, you know, give him a chance. So is this timing, you know, what, what is your reaction to it and how, why it comes six games into the season versus later or before?
1: Well, I, I think, um, that they, they didn't, that they, they certainly did not want to fire, uh, a guy after he had just come off of three consecutive finals. Um, and, and it would <laughs> have, right. it, it would have looked so bad. I mean, because like, yes, they were bad defensively during the regular season. You and I had actually did a whole podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Um, But the fact remains they overcame that and they made it to the finals again. Um, And so, you know, now you're talking about firing a guy who came out and said that he was sick for two weeks from anxiety from the job. And at a time when we're being so much more open and understanding about mental health issues, that would have looked terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, They owed Ty a ton of money. And, you know, they were they were talking about the idea of maintaining the culture that was here. So you don't fire the coach who established that culture. Um, so I get it. But again, I, I'm not sitting here today surprised because he – Ty showed up to work one day last week and said, I'm not doing what you want me to do anymore. I, I,
0: I, he was – he's kind of asking for it. Yeah. So do you feel like the, the battle with anxiety, which, you know, doesn't necessarily ever go away, but that, that, that probably had no bearing on anything that happened this year? Or is that safe to say, or do we know?
1: No, I, I think it did a little. Um, he was, I don't know how many, how many people caught this, um, but all of a sudden, like early in, in the preseason, it was actually during the opener, uh, around the opener in Boston, all of a sudden Ty just couldn't walk. Um, he, like he, he was, he was struggling to stand, uh, during the game and a couple games and was really having a hard time walking. Um, and it it wasn't like he had done anything to hurt himself. Um, and, and I think the actual diagnosis was the flare up of a bone spur or something like that. But again, it, it wasn't like he had been working out or running. And I just think, again uh, that it was um that that anxiety played a role like he was starting again you know taking over this team like the first day without LeBron um you know not sure how all this is going to work out and uh and and so yeah just I mean I'm not a doctor I can't prove any of that and um you know it's up to them to say what was wrong with him or not I just know um that all of a sudden out of the blue his body was failing him again and it was just like what we saw last year
0: interesting interesting well um that that does bring us to uh you know the the cloud that hangs over Cle- Cleveland which would be LeBron leaving and I'm wondering if what that has to do with this if anything
1: um yeah i mean <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I really think it, um, it, it, you trace this back further. Um, you trace it back to when David Griffin was not renewed. Um, Griff was the one who hired Ty, and they were so close. And they won a championship together, and then they went back to the finals together. And there was really, you know, it's Dan's team. He can do what he wants, um, but, but it, it's hard to make a sound um, argument that, that Griff should not have been renewed and should not have been given a raise and should not have been given whatever it was power-wise that he wanted um, because all he had done in his time here was win, and, uh, and, and yet that didn't happen. I think that had a profound effect on Ty. And then in that same summer, they traded Kyrie Irving. And, I mean, look, we can go on for hours about the pros and cons of that, and all that went into it. But at the end of the day, what you did was is you took a five-time all-star point guard who hits a game-winning shot in game seven of the finals, took him off your team and, and ostensibly replaced him with uh, a player in Isaiah Thomas, whose hip has failed him to the point where he may never play. It's certainly at the level that he used to be at. Um, And, and and if he makes any kind of impact at all, that, that could be great. And that's, that's who you replaced him with. Um, and so that's really where this started to get out of hand. Um, and then now you see Lebr- you see LeBron leads, and Ty was kind of left to, to try to put this all together, and he just didn't, he didn't do it. I mean, the defense looks the same as it always has. Um, the offense has not evolved anywhere close. And you could say, well, they don't have playmakers, and maybe that's true, but, you know, the system, like we were looking for a system, um, maybe different now since you don't have that one super ridiculous all star that you can kind of play through and we just haven't seen it.
0: You know, and I guess the other um, thing that might be might have been interesting or better for Tyron Lou I would have thought was perhaps the absence of LeBron would kind of let him do that coaching thing that he wants to do because you know, and maybe maybe you didn't speak as freely as you could when LeBron was there. I don't even know, but it just it just it kind of felt like, it was never always clear who was the coach when LeBron was there. Is that safe to say?
1: No, I don't agree with that, especially um, when uh, it was Ty and LeBron working together. I mean, uh, they that first year that they ended up winning it all, I mean, Ty was pretty strict with LeBron, pretty stern with him. Um, also, you know, told Kevin and Kyrie in no uncertain terms that they had to put their personal brands aside and defer LeBron. So, so Ty really did some heavy lifting Okay, and then they, and then they won, you know what I mean? Like, so there was no more, tr- like there was no more trust to be earned. Like there was no more, you know, like, like sort of LeBron and Ty had gotten to the place where mm-hmm. they needed to be. And then just as, 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 pieces left this, this team and this organization, um, Ty just stuck with LeBron. And so, you know, LeBron kind of took the responsibility upon himself. But I ne- no, I didn't I didn't get that feeling about LeBron being the coach instead of Ty like you had when David Blatt was
0: here. OK, uh, okay. well, OK, well, that's another conversation we can have later uh, about that. But nonetheless, um, well, I, I think we covered all the bases here. Is there are there any other pieces to this to this uh, story as we move forward?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, there is. I mean, there's there's two big pieces that the, that we need to look at, um, just as reporters, and I certainly will be at the Athletic. Is, um, you know, Larry Drew was here the whole time too. Um, he's a part of the. He is a part of the glory days, just like Ty is. Um, and so, what does he do that's different than than uh, than Ty did? And was Kobe right? Is there more talent on this team than we've seen? And does Larry find a way? To cobble something together and get this team to be watchable, um, and then the other issue is, let's say the answer to those questions are, are, is no. How quickly do they embrace the tank? Um, you know, the, they're f- like four or five games out of the eighth spot already. I think they're like four, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. And and you know, like that's without tanking. Um, you know, they just need to be <laughs> in the t- in, in the bottom ten to make a draft. So. When when do they pull the plug, um, if they haven't already? So those are, yeah, those are two pretty big pieces of the story to tell.
0: Do we have to, is there any more to read into the, the firing of Damon Jones as well?
1: I mean, he was here because he's very close to Ty. He was also, he also had a relationship with LeBron. Um, that's actually how Damon was introduced to this organization, was through LeBron. Okay. That's kind of his... One of his body guys and one of his personal shooting guys. And then huh. Day, uh, Damon hit it off with Ty. Um, and they became close. And so now that Ty's out, it makes sense that Damon's out as well.
0: All right. Well, that all, that all makes sense. And, uh, Joe, I can't thank you enough for coming on and breaking this down for us. Oh, anytime. You got it. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Joe? I'm always in. <laughs>